Zelensky visits Kherson as flood rescues enter third day. Ben Spiegel Ben Spiegel Matthew Pope Big Valerie Hopkins With parts of the Kherson region under an average of 18 feet of water, President Volodymyr Zelensky called for a swift global response to the destruction of a critical dam. Here's what we're covering. Zelensky visits the flood zone in southern Ukraine and calls for a clear and quick global response. Ukraine's forces make minor gains near Bakhmut, but the front lines hardly shift. Hundreds of thousands lack normal access to drinking water in the flood zone, Zelensky warns. A Russian woman imprisoned in Belarus after being arrested with her dissident boyfriend has been pardoned. Zelensky visits the flood zone in southern Ukraine and calls for a clear and quick global response. Odessa, Ukraine, President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine said he visited the flood-stricken Kherson region on Thursday, where rescue efforts pushed ahead after the destruction of a dam on the Dnipro River, as he called for a clear and quick global response to the disaster. An explosion early Tuesday at the Kakovka Dam sent a torrent of water from a reservoir upstream coursing down the river, flooding much of the Ukrainian-controlled city of Kherson and dozens of settlements on both sides of the Dnipro, an active war zone that cuts through Russian and Ukrainian-controlled territory. I visited a crossing point where people are being evacuated from flooded areas, Mr. Zelensky said in a statement on the Telegram messaging app, in which he thanked rescue workers. Our task is to protect lives and help people as much as possible. As of Thursday morning, the average flood level in the Kherson region stood at more than 18 feet, Ukrainian regional officials said, adding that about 600 square kilometers, or 230 square miles, remained underwater in a region that spreads across 11,000 square miles. Of the area underwater, 32% is on the Ukrainian-controlled West Bank and 68% on the Russian-controlled East Bank, said Oleksandr Prokudin, the head of Ukraine's regional military administration in Kherson. The Dnipro River is a front line in the war between Russia and Ukraine. Shelling across the river by Russian forces on the eastern side has impeded efforts by the Ukrainian authorities and aid agencies to mount an effective response to the humanitarian disaster caused by the dam's breach. On Wednesday, Mr. Zelensky called for a clear and quick global response to the flooding and criticized international agencies that were not capable of taking action. Every death over there marks an indictment of the existing international mosaic of international organizations which have gotten out of the habit of saving lives, Mr. Zelensky said on Telegram. During peacetime, it is not uncommon for international aid agencies to mobilize quickly and organize a relief effort, as they did after the deadly earthquakes struck Syria and Turkey in February. But providing assistance is ever more complicated in a war zone. The International Committee of the Red Cross said on Twitter on Wednesday that its teams in Ukraine were working around the clock to assist and evacuate those affected by floods and assessing what could be done to support the humanitarian response. Residents said that intense shelling of Ukrainian-controlled territory in the flood zone had continued since the dam broke early Tuesday, with some describing fleeing the area under fire. Mr. Prokudin said that Ukraine recorded 353 shells from Russian mortars, artillery, rocket systems, drones, tanks and aircraft into the region on Tuesday. 
On Thursday, the Ukrainian authorities said they had evacuated almost 2,000 people from the Kherson flood zone, including more than 100 children, and had set up nine evacuation points. But the state emergency service also warned of the dangers of mines and unexploded ammunition being dislodged by floodwaters. On the Russian-occupied side of the river, Kremlin-appointed officials said on Wednesday that at least 1,500 people had been evacuated. But the total number brought to safety is a fraction of the roughly 41,000 people on both sides of the Dnipro whom Ukraine estimates are at risk from the flooding. The International Organization for Migration, the biggest aid group operating in Ukraine, said it was also helping with the disaster and warned on Wednesday that thousands of people in a critical zone lacked drinking water. President Emmanuel Macron of France spoke with Mr. Zelensky on Wednesday and said that his country would be sending humanitarian aid to Ukraine very quickly, including a first convoy of around 10 tons of supplies Kiev has asked for, including water purification tools and portable cisterns. Aurelian Breeden and David Kirkovsky contributed reporting. The State of the War Ukrainian Floods Flooding forced thousands of residents to flee after the destruction of a Russian-controlled dam in southern Ukraine that Kiev and Moscow blamed on each other, experts said that a deliberate explosion most likely caused the collapse. Nord Stream Pipeline The Washington Post reported that U.S. intelligence agencies knew that the Ukrainian military planned an attack on the Nord Stream pipelines months before the network's bombing. On the front line Ukrainian forces have stepped up artillery strikes and ground assaults in a flurry of military activity that U.S. officials suggested could signal that Kyiv's long-planned counteroffensive had begun. Strikes in Belgorod With cross-border attacks, residents of the Russian region near Ukraine are starting to understand the horrors of war being waged at their doorstep. HTTPS colon slash slash www.newyorktimes.com slash 2023 slash 06 slash 03 slash world slash Europe slash Belgorod Russia Ukraine war. HTML, action equals click and type equals legacy collection and state equals default and module equals styln Russia Ukrainian variant equals show and region equals main underscore content underscore one and block equals storyline underscore top underscore links underscore circ. Ukraine's forces make minor gains near Bakhmut, but the front lines hardly shift. Ukrainian officials said on Wednesday that their troops had made advances near the city of Bakhmut, while Russian officials claimed that they had thwarted Ukrainian attacks elsewhere in eastern Ukraine. There has been no major change on the war's front line despite a recent uptick in fighting that some American officials see as a harbinger of Kyiv's long-anticipated counteroffensive. Ukraine's Deputy Minister of Defense, Hanna Maliar, said on the Telegram messaging app that Ukrainian forces had gone on the offensive around the city of Bakhmut and had advanced from 200 to 1,100 meters on several sections of the front line, causing Russian forces to assume a defensive posture. At present, the enemy is withdrawing its reserves in this direction from the depth for protection, Ms. Maliar said. A senior Ukrainian general, Alexander Sursky, said on Telegram that Ukrainian forces had moved forward on the flanks near Bakhmut and that Russian troops had lost positions. Nearly three weeks ago, the city of Bakhmut fell to the Russians after a grueling 10-month battle with Ukrainian forces regrouping on the outskirts. The latest round of fighting came as Ukrainian officials were focused on the destruction of the Russian-controlled Kakovka Dam in the country's south. 
Some analysts have called the dam's collapse a diversionary tactic intended to funnel attention, resources, and personnel away from Kiev's main military efforts. Igor Konoshenkov, a spokesman for the Russian Ministry of Defense, said on Wednesday that Ukrainian forces had sustained heavy casualties in the southern Donetsk region of eastern Ukraine, where Bakhmut is. He claimed that Russian troops had stopped Ukrainian attacks aimed at piercing Russian lines in several locations. The enemy failed to achieve the goal of its attack, Mr. Konoshenkov said, according to the Russian state news agency TASS. It was not allowed to break into our defense. Advertisement. Hundreds of thousands lack normal access to drinking water in the flood zone, Zelensky warns. Hundreds of thousands of people in southern Ukraine do not have normal access to drinking water because of the destruction of the Kakovka Dam, President Volodymyr Zelensky said on Wednesday, as floodwaters from the surging Dnipro River inundated pipes that supply households. The Kherson Regional Military Administration urged residents to boil water and disinfect items that have come into contact with floodwaters, which could be contaminated by chemicals and other toxic substances picked up from latrines, landfills and cemeteries. People in that critical zone closest to the river need clean drinking water immediately and could face the threat of waterborne diseases, according to Olivia Heaton, a representative for the International Organization for Migration, the biggest aid group operating in the country. It remained unclear just how widespread or dangerous the shortage of clean drinking water was a day after the dam broke, given the huge police effort to evacuate people from flood zones and the help on hand from the government and aid groups. There were few immediate reports of people suffering from dehydration or from waterborne diseases like cholera and dysentery. Mr. Zelensky said on the Telegram messaging app that Ukraine's emergency services could only help on the territory controlled by Ukraine, adding that the authorities on the river's Moscow-controlled Eastern Bank had completely failed to organize an evacuation. It was harder to get a picture of the situation in Russian-controlled areas, but Russian-installed officials declared a state of emergency and said that the Russian government and the pro-Putin political party, United Russia, were bringing in bottled water. Concerns about drinking water compound the pressure on local government and aid groups, many of which have been working in Ukraine since 2014, the onset of war between Ukraine and Russian-backed separatists in the eastern Donbass region. The ability of the government and aid agencies to respond to Ukraine's needs had already been set back in the fall as Russia launched a campaign of strikes to cripple the country's power and water infrastructure. The flooding has added to the strain on the services that we provide and also the services that the local government provides, Ms. Heden said. The local authorities have urged around 16,000 people on the Ukrainian-controlled west bank of the river in the Kherson region downstream to leave their homes because of the danger posed by flooding. Matthew Poke Big A Russian woman imprisoned in Belarus after being arrested with her dissident boyfriend has been pardoned. The Belarusian president has pardoned a Russian woman who was arrested along with her boyfriend, an exiled blogger and anti-government activist, after the dramatic forced landing of a flight in Minsk. The president, Alexander G. Lukashenko, on Wednesday released the woman, Sofia Sapega, 25, only two weeks after he pardoned the blogger, Roman Protasevich. Mr. Lukashenko sent MiG fighter jets to intercept the Ryanair flight to Lithuania from Greece in May 2021, drawing international outrage and helping turn the couple into symbols of the struggle for democracy. 
At the time, Mr. Protasevich was the editor of Nexta, a channel on the Telegram messaging app. Nexta helped organize huge street protests that swept Belarus in 2020 when Mr. Lukashenko claimed he had won a sixth term in a landslide victory, critics said the election had been rigged. A Belarusian court sentenced Ms. Sapega in May 2022 to six years in prison for inciting social hatred and the illegal collection of personal data. Investigators said she administered a telegram channel called the Black Book of Belarus, which published the personal data of Belarusian security officials. Ms. Sapega had been widely seen as receiving a harsher punishment than her former boyfriend. Though he was sentenced to eight years in May, he was pardoned weeks later. He was also released from a notoriously harsh detention center before trial to live under house arrest. Anti-government activists in Belarus have accused Mr. Protasevich of turning on Ms. Sapega and his fellow dissidents. Last year, Mr. Protasevich said in an online post that Ms. Sapega was guilty of the charges against her and had not been convicted simply for being his girlfriend. A sentence of six years in jail was far from the most terrible sentence possible, he wrote. He also shared a photograph in which he said he had fallen in love with and married a local woman. It remains unclear whether he was under duress when he wrote those posts, family and friends noted that in his first public appearances after his arrest, he showed clear signs of being beaten. The pardons of Mr. Protasevich and Ms. Sapega are rare for Mr. Lukashenko, a leader who has not been known to show mercy to his political opponents. According to Vyasna, a dissident group that monitors repression in Belarus, Belarus has 1,492 political prisoners. The country has a population of 9.4 million. Ms. Sapega was transferred into Russian custody on Wednesday to a delegation from the far eastern Primorsky region, according to a post on Telegram by Oleg Kotsimyako, its governor. Her lawyer, Anton Gashinsky, said she was flying to Russia to meet with her father and would then announce her future plans. The news of her pardon was quick, unexpected, Mr. Gashinsky said. Milana Maziva contributed reporting.